Good morning, everyone. Um, I hope you all had a blessed Saturday. Um, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be able to be in your presence, to be able to pray to you. And we thank you for even hearing our prayers, Father God, even though sometimes it might not feel like you hear us, but we know you do. And we just thank you for this day. We ask you to bless the people that are reading this devotional or hearing it. Father God, we ask you to give me the right words to speak. Um, I pray that I conveyed everything you want the, uh, your your children to hear. And Father God, let us uh, take something out of it to apply to our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, like we do on every Sunday, we I quote the memory verse. I will have the memory verse at the bottom of the uh, bio for this particular podcast. The, this week's memory verse is 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. 1 Peter 2, 24, verse of the day, Psalms 32 and 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgive the guilt of my sins. The topic is contagious. Affirmations, uh, like I always tell you, I'm going to say them. I'm going to pause for you to say it behind you, behind me. I won't hide my sins. I am forgiven. I am beautifully, wonderfully made. I am being who God called me to be. Thoughts. David didn't cover up his sins, at least not with God. He was he was open to why he sinned or or him sinning. He he said it with his mouth and he felt guilty for what he did. When he feel when we feel guilty, it means we are connected with the Holy Spirit and he's trying to say to us to change. That's all that guilt feeling feeling is. It's our body, our soul saying to us, change, do better. And we and we can't do better until we admit and change. We have to admit our our, our sins. When David sinned, he didn't just sleep with a married woman. He also tried to have Uriah the Hittite sleep with his wife to hide the fact that Bathsheba was pregnant. See, he tried to hide his sins from man. We can hide everything from man. We can hide stuff in a box, a storage room, even a notebook. But we can't hide anything from God. Proverbs 28, 13 says, if you hide your sins, you will not succeed. If you confess and reject them, you will receive mercy. Proverbs tells us, we won't be successful if we hide our sins. The only way to obtain mercy is to confess and reject our sins. But until we make it known, our sins will make right our, our, our sins will remain right there. Hidden sins and sins that we don't confess can cause damage to our relationship with God. If we don't know what we have done or if we have done anything, say this, I'm sorry. If I didn't do anything that you didn't like, I'm sorry. If I committed any sins, please forgive me. And he will. Second Samuel 12, 9 says, Why have you despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your, your, your wife and killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Like all sin, it can't stay hidden. Nathan goes to David to him and, and let him know that God has revealed to him his sin. And the Lord asks him, why do you despise my commandment? That's why. That's how the Lord feels when we sin. Why do we despise it? God isn't a God that will allow us to remain in our hidden sins. He will reveal it. But we must go to him with a contrite heart, contrite heart, and say, I have done wrong. Look at what David, look at what David do. Verse 16 and 17. David, therefore, pleaded with God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. 
And so the elders of the house rose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat with, with them. He didn't want the child to suffer because of his sin. So he fasted and prayed for the boy. We have to understand that fasting is a powerful tool. A lot of us refuse to use it because we don't want to give up on food or things we enjoy. Still, to fast, we must let go of something we love to do. It must be a sacrifice. David did this because he felt a massive amount of guilt when he did when he when we he felt a massive amount of guilt. When we don't stop and we don't listen to the warnings and the whispers and the nudges, we lose because we lose the closeness with God. Psalms 32 and 7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from the troubles and surrounded me with songs of deliverance. It was another guy in the Bible who tried to hide what he had done. Joshua told everyone in this, Joshua 6.18, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Everyone listened, but one person. He took what he had and he hid it in his tent. Something simple, right? Right. He saw nothing wrong with it. He saw something he wanted and he took it. Still, when we are commanded not to do something, we should listen because of his hidden, because of this, uh, because we should listen because of his hidden sin. In Joshua 7, 36 men lost their lives because of his simple sin. And I'm emphasizing simple sin. We often place a label on sin. If it's tiny or if it's okay, but all sin is sin. Because of his sin, Joshua's confused. He, he didn't understand why God didn't give them the victory. And God told him immediately when Joshua asked, he said this, verse 13, there are devoted things among you, Israel. You, you cannot stand against your enemy until you remove them. Long story short, because this goes on for about, I know, a good eight verses. Long story short, Joshua finds out that a man named Achan sinned. People lost their lives over a robe and a few silver and gold, just like Uriah lost, lost his life over someone else's sin. Our sin affects other people, not just ourselves. When we are feeling overwhelmed by sin, all we have to do is, is hide away from everything and find a quiet place and allow ourselves to connect with God. Allow our mind and body to connect with him. And we will, he, he will remove the guilt if we are sincere. Guilt is not a good, good feeling. But when we come to God, he will help us to see what we have done wrong. He will show us our simple sins aren't simple. We have to allow the word of God to stand in our life. Don't allow guilt to ruin your day or life. Repent and turn away. Take heed to your sin and don't let them affect others. Change what you're doing now and allow the Holy Spirit to change the narrative. <clears throat> prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything. We thank you for loving us. Father, help us to be serious about the sin we commit. Help us be honest and come to you and change the way we feel. A lot of times we look at sin as simple, but they affect our relationship with you and others. Help us not to take our sin lightly, but to take it seriously. Lord, give us strength to face our sins. Give us strength to say no to the flesh and yes to you. Lord, we love you. We need you in our lives. Please help us to change who we are in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Reference, Psalms 32 and 11. Psalms 32 and 1, my, I'm sorry. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin are covered. Psalms 32 and 1. Psalms 139, 1 through 2. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and, and when I rise, perceive my thoughts afar. Second Corinthians 5 and 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become righteousness of God in him. Further reading. Amos 7, 1 through 9 and 15, Revelation 3, 7 through 22, Psalms 131, 1 through 3, Proverbs 29 and 23.
So the title says it's contagious. Just like when you catch a cold, uh, you sneeze if you don't cover your mouth or if it's a serious cold, the particles get in the air, someone else next to you catches it. So it's contagious. That's what happens with sin. It's contagious. You might think your sin only affects you. It affects others. Atkin didn't realize, and maybe he did. They didn't really say this, but in my mind, I feel like he knew it. Because if Joshua made an announcement, if God told Joshua, and Joshua made an announcement, do not take anything, and you decide to take something, you're selfish. You don't care what's going to happen to the people around you. These people went in thinking that they're going to win, and they didn't. They didn't win because of one man sent over a robe and a few pieces of gold and silver. Just pieces. He, he caused other people to die because of his sin, his selfishness. You see how that, that spread is contagious. Like David. David seen Bathsheba from afar. He wanted her. He didn't care who she was. And I'm quite sure someone told him, this is Uriah's wife. You know, he, she's married. And I think she, he did, if, if I can recall the story. He, he Somebody told him this. And because he wanted what he wanted, and this is just like everyone else, because I have read different things, and, and I've been in little groups, and I hear people like, oh, that's such a shame. That person should have never did that. I would never do that. We do do that. When we sin, we don't think about how it affects others. We don't think us drinking will affect someone else. We, us smoking will affect someone else, or us committing adultery will affect someone else. You, we don't think of those things. We just think about the here and now. But God thinks about the big picture. That's why he wants us to come to him when we have these hidden sins. We, you, you see people with these hidden relationships and, and these hidden, you know, like adultery. I'm not here to judge, but I'm using this as an example. When you see people with adultery and you see two people that are having that moment, they're thinking about just the moment. They're not thinking about a lifetime. They're not thinking about, oh, I have a wife. Oh, I have a husband. They're thinking about the here and now, what feels good, what feels right being near this person. We all have, we all have the right to do what we want, but we all have the right to know that what we do affects others. When you commit adultery, you, you hurt the other person that that's your spouse or your wife, you know, your wife or your husband. You took marriage vows to be with just that person. You, you see what I'm saying? So when you when you go out and you lust and you lust with the eyes, even if you don't touch someone, you're still hurting that person. You see what I'm saying? You hurt your relationship with God because you broke that vow. And when we're in a relationship with Jesus, we should be careful with what we say, what we do, and how we handle things. Because how we do things is contagious. Even us as image bearers, pastors, prophets, deacons, Sunday school teachers, people are looking at us. And when we do something, they're like, well, they did it. Why can't I? No, just because they did it doesn't make it right. That's why we shouldn't look up to people. We should look up to God. It's okay to have people that we admire. I remember um, when I when I got saved, I, I found a, a minister that I'm not going to call um, her name. I looked up to because they went through their journey through to salvation was the same as mine. And I remember finding them on Instagram and I messaged them. I, you know, I went through this long paragraph telling them my story, thinking I was going to get a response. And the only thing they said was okay. And I learned then at that moment that you can't look up to people 
you know, and I didn't focus my attention on them. It was just a point that I thought I was going to get a little bit more than just okay. And it hurt. But it taught me in that moment that the only person that we can look up to is God. Having idols or having people we look up to, that's nice. That's okay. But remember, they're just people with flesh. People aren't going to do you like Jesus do you. No one in this world is going to ever love you like Jesus. And, you know, and I know some people are married that are listening to this. Some people are, have, you know, a boyfriend or, or a girlfriend. But that person is never going to love you like Jesus will. It, it, they won't. It's countless movies behind it. It's countless stories in the Bible. People just not. It, it, it's just the way it is. People are just not because people are selfish. Look at the Titanic. Rose had an opportunity to save Jack. And, and it's funny because people went through this whole analogy about trying to explain how Rose could have saved Jack and how it was enough room on there for her to save him and she didn't. They, She loved him. He loved her. But she didn't love him enough to actually hold on to him. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm making a point here that Jesus loves you and the guilt that you feel and the problems that you have no one can handle those problems but Jesus. No one can help you fight what you're fighting on the inside. No one can help the tendencies that you have or the lustful thoughts you have but Jesus. But when you come to him and you say, Jesus, I, I seen someone and I, I want them. Like David, for instance, if he would have went to Jesus or God and said, hey, I seen this woman. She's beautiful. I, I want her. He would have told her no. He would have told him no immediately. No. That's why we must communicate with God. I tell God everything, even though I know he knows it. I, I sit in this closet and I tell him everything from how someone treated me or how I treated someone and how I felt, because that's how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to convey everything. You're supposed to allow him to connect with you. That's how you connect with him. You let him know your deepest secrets, your deepest hurts, your frustrations. It said it in one of the reference verses. I'm going to close because I know I'm looking at time here. It says it here. Um, you search, you have searched me, Lord. And you know me. You know when I sit up and you know I rise. He knows this. So I know someone saying, why do I have to tell him? Because it makes it, it builds a, a relationship with him. So he searched me. He knows I'm guilty. He knows this guilt feeling I have. So I need to go to him. I need to go to him and say, God, I feel guilty. I, I did this. Or God, I feel guilty. I, I, I indulged in this. And he'll say, okay, don't do it again. I, I clean your slate. You know, he's not going to sit there and be like, I rain brimstones on you now and your life will end. No, he's going to say, OK, my child, I understand. Let me let me comfort you. Let me let you know this is wrong. Let me show you in a verse. Let me let me show you in your Bible that this is wrong and let's work towards building. That's how he is. He's a building God. He's a comforting God. He's a shepherd, not a judgmental God. So whatever thoughts you have in your head about how guilty you feel about something, just go to him. If you commit adultery, if you committed lust in the eyes, just say, hey, God, I, you know what? I, I did that. I should never did that with that person. I should never did that with my eyes with that person. And he will help you to get over lust. He will help you rebuke the spirit of lust. He will help you rebuke it if you want him to. But what happens is sometimes we don't want to let go of guilt because we think, okay, it's, that, that's just small. It's just a simple sin. And so when you think of a sin as a simple sin, 
it's like a snowball that keeps rolling down the mountain. It gets bigger. It gets bigger. It gets bigger. And after a while, you stop feeling guilty. You start feeling comfortable. You see what I'm saying? Go to God in prayer every day. Ask him to forgive you. I hope and pray you all enjoyed this. I'm sorry it's a little lengthy. I kind of like the podcast on Sundays to be lengthy because it's Sunday, you know. But I hope you all enjoyed it. hope you all have a great day. Um, remember that uh, Jesus loved you. And remember that whatever guilt feeling you have, you can go to him. And he will direct your path. He will show you how to move past that guilt feeling if you want him to. But we all as children of God should want to do better every day. Because every day is an opportunity to do better and to change. Okay, have a blessed day.